0: suncast is brought to you by sungrow providing clean power for all suncast is also brought to you by trina solar hi i'm manan parikh analyst at gtm research you're listening to suncast one of my go-to resources for insights from today's solar industry leaders this is suncast in every battle there's a front line On that front line are warriors whose courage and actions shape the outcome of the battle. The world is currently engaged in a literal power struggle, a battle in global energy as it evolves from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Suncast is a conversation with solar warriors on the front lines, building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. We learn their secrets to personal and professional growth, market development and industry insights. And now, join solar industry veteran, Latin America fanatic, and your host, Nico Johnson. Well, welcome to another minisode here on Suncast. Hey, if you're new, I'm your host, Nico Johnson, and we're here to help you unlock your potential as a leader in the solar industry. The show is usually long-form narrative, so these minisodes are meant to be a brief 15-minute or so morsel of sunlight to get you through the work week. I'd like to wish a belated happy birthday to today's guest, Santiago Barcon, who I had the distinct pleasure of spending time with on a recent trip down to Mexico. This recording was done on the terrace of a cafe on a busy Mexico City street, so while we've tried to clean it up, you will certainly hear the usual street noise. I apologize. Nonetheless, I think you'll get a ton of value from the conversation today. If you'd like to know more about the recent Mexico energy auctions and his thoughts on the energy reform itself, what Santiago believes more energy professionals should do to strengthen their creativity and analytical capabilities. Details of the historical 120 megawatt energy contract with the Capital City Metro Company, the four things you need in order to enter into the Mexican market as a foreign company, and examples of the types of dead bodies we're starting to see in the wake of the energy reform. Santiago has been in the energy business for a long time, and he knows the sector in Mexico better than just about anyone. Indeed, he owns and publishes the magazine Energía Hoy, which is a fantastic resource to keep tabs on not just policy and movement in the market, but editorial content around the evolution of the Mexican energy market, how you can play a part as a uh, local or as an extranjero, uh, especially in the, in the post-energy reform uh, era that we find ourselves. But hey, before we jump in, Quick mention, it's not too late to get your ticket to the Solar Plaza Unlocking Solar Capital LATAM event coming up in Miami in June 15th and 16th. I'll be there along with other key leaders in the Latin America market, and it's a great place to not just meet folks, but also learn how and where investors are looking at the Latin America solar market. Head over to mysuncast.com forward slash plaza for more details on registration. And remember, as a Suncast listener, you get 10% discount if you use the code SUNCAST when you begin registration. Well, that's enough from me. Enjoy this week's Minnesota of SUNCAST with Santiago Barcon. So I really appreciated how you phrased your ask for folks to write more in the, in the Women in Renewable Energy uh, Forum for Mexico yesterday. And, you know, one of the reasons that you have been able to create such a wonderful platform for yourself is mm-hmm. you created Energía Hoy, which is a renowned journal for the industry. How do you see the dialogue, in particular the prose, the written dialogue, transforming around energy? In uh, in since the reforma, or in particular around renewable energy, and, and what can we do to improve that?
1: Well, I, I think that uh, especially in Mexico, there's a lack of writing in all the fields. Yeah. You know? it, I'm I'm a passionate of engineering, and actually while I was uh, stuck in the traffic here, I talked to the new managing director of the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers. Yeah. Um, because we're going to have our annual. A reunion in Acapulco like all years in July and something that is a little bit sad is that most of the presentations are refried of you know something that has been presented in Europe by one of the big companies or United States or Japan and uh, here's a lot of experience in, in uh, electricity and uh, power systems but people does not write so yeah. if you don't write it's very difficult that you learn, because as I was telling to the ladies yesterday, the more that you write, the more that you reflect on on it's, your on your thinking. Exactly so that, right. that's a, a very powerful tool to analyze if you're doing things right or, or, or not.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that far too few people in our industry in particular, uh, because it tends to be a rather, uh, a rather uh, antiquated approach to doing business, far too few people believe that they have uh, a voice and so therefore they don't write. They don't even create their own personal blogs. Well, as I think that uh, it's it's
1: difficult because the first articles are kind of painful to write. Yeah. Very painful, actually. Yeah. I, besides writing about energy, and I write about wines. And the, the first Vines. one, wines, yes. Yeah. I have written more than 100 articles on wines. Oh, wow. The first five or 10 were very painful and now they just come out I just immediately imagine what I'm going to write about yeah. so, so this is a this is something that we should uh, always uh, consider that it takes
0: practice today on Suncast we're joined by Santiago Barcon mm-hmm. uh, among the many uh, uh, areas of expertise of Santiago he's an electrical engineer he is a member of the Board of Directors of the National Institute of Electricity and Clean Energy in uh, He's a member of the Advisory Board of Electricity for CRE, the Comisión Reguladora de Energia in Mexico, a partner in various companies, president of various others, and the topic of today, CEO of the Revista in Mexico known as Energia Hoy. Thanks for taking some time today You're with us, Santiago. I am I'm always Intrigued by someone, uh, and I and you find this more in Latin America by someone who has uh, their hand in so many different areas of business. In particular, having focused on a niche of energy, uh, how how did you decide to uh, begin Energía Oy, and how would you position Energía Oy as a Uh, as it pertains to the energy industry? I I started
1: to write in Energía Oy number three. It was created by a by our editor that was inside of another editorial company and I wrote for eight years, then the partners vote, and I decided they offered it to me, and I bought it. So like, it, was, it already existed? It already existed, but I, I've been collaborating with them since gotcha. number three, Gotcha. And uh, as a columnist. And of course you start to grow, uh, and I got into a business that I don't know anything. <laughs> you know? So against all my uh, savvy advice, I do not get into a business you don't know, of course, I'm in the energy sector, and yeah. having a magazine is always a plus. And uh, we have been able to turn around. We are betting a lot in digital. You know, we have our newsletter. We have the homepage, and we And I think we are leaders in both of the, both printed and electronic in, in Mexico. Besides that, uh, we, we really praise ourselves because we are the only ones that there's no, I see the magazine yeah. when it's printed. I don't know what the other people put. No, I just write my column, send it there. It's a complete freedom of pen. That's uh, very strange in Mexico. Yeah. Especially when the model is selling advertisement to the people that you, some of the right. pens might be criticizing. Correct. So. Yeah. But in the end, no, I don't believe that there's other way to do journalism. Yeah. No? Because if not, you become a People, people magazine. That Of yeah. course, it's okay. Of course. Uh, It's a a nice business and probably, uh, no, not probably, surely a most uh, profitable one, but it's not something that uh, presents an intellectual challenge. And I I like to do these kind of things.
0: And so, um, just taking a peek at your LinkedIn, obviously you've got uh, Comercializadora, Vinsanto, which- That's the wines. uh, That's the wines. And then you've got uh, Apecu. Yes, that's, yeah, that's
1: a, a capacitor company right, in, Uni- capacitor. in Milwaukee, okay. in Milwaukee, United um, States.
0: Where do you spend the most of your time these days, Santiago? Well,
1: I spend most of my time in energy savings at Energiza, that is a platform for measurement and control, very advanced platform the, uh, designed by a Mexican engineer that is my partner now, uh-huh. Hugo Isa. And uh, the company is eight years old, I arrived there because, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a... Um, I'm a member of the advisory board of NAFINSA, that is a Mexican development bank. Right. And in one event, the company won a a prize for innovation and entrepreneurship that was given by Peña Nieto, the President Peña Nieto Uh at uh, uh, Los Pinos, that is the official residence, like the White House in the United States. Right. Uh, He sat down with uh, one of the top managers uh, of uh, NAFINSA. He asked for advice. Uh, one thing, because uh, they said, I'm going to send you my guru- my energy guru. Right. So uh, I arrived as a- an advisor and I ended up as a partner. No? So we're growing, we're already selling the equipment in uh, Brazil, in Mexico. We have, it's, I spent a lot of time there, also doing all, all kinds of consulting. With this energy reform,
0: yeah.
1: a lot of people enter into the market and they don't know. And they promise something to the customers That that it's it's impossible to do, but of course for the customer that they don't know about electricity, they they need some help. So we have been uh, helping really big companies on making the right decision to to buy energy or from a different source than CFE or to keep keep on working with CFE. Of course, it's a valid uh, uh, proposition too.
0: So if if you could. I consider as well, you're one of the experts on uh, not just the Uh, theory, but the practice of energy right now in Mexico. With the reform, how would you in 30 seconds sort of encapsulate what the reform means for Mexico?
1: Well, the reform means opportunities for everyone. Before it was wholly owned by the government. And uh, as you know, when you have an oligopoly, especially uh, state oligopoly, the company becomes part of basically the union and the people in the position running it. Yeah. So I think there's opportunity now is free-for-all you can generate you can build in, in uh, Transmission lines if you work with CFE. It's, it's so much opportunities that uh, Of course, it takes five to ten years for uh, energy reform to materialize Right, so.
0: and, are, and where are we at in that, in that phase right now. I think that right we now?
1: are just starting It's in the I'm year some, one of the yeah, five to ten. Yeah, but something very interesting is that we're already seeing dead bodies no yeah people that put a lot of money they don't understand yeah they promise something and now you know uh,
0: what's a what's a good example of that
1: well some people they they, they offer discounts on electricity okay or they got so much permits to build such an, an incredible amount of renewables it was the, the CRE at one point of time has 60% of the total installed capacity yeah in permits for renewables yeah. only right of course you Doesn't know, the, the, the system is uh, growing at 3%, so right. it will take 20 years to, to reach that. So it was just the market was hot, everyone, be, because they believe that they have a land with sun, they could build a photovoltaic plant. But yeah. of course, they forget they, they need a substation. They need That's right. that the substation has capacity. It's so many things that the soil is uh, of the uh, correct harness, so, so, you know, the foundation will not be such a big cost, or, or the slopes, so of course it's, uh, they, they really
0: face a lot of uh, reality. A lot of challenges. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is, so you're advising a number of folks coming in from uh, El Exterior, from, the, yeah. from international markets, on doing business here. What's one of the first pieces of advice that you give your new clients? Well,
1: the, I always tell you need four things. You need a good lawyer, yeah. you need a good engineer on your side, a good doctor. Doctor and uh, time to learn about the market. Don't, don't come to teach. No, it's... Right. A, a, if you come to teach,
0: you are lost. Mm. Sage advice. Yeah. One thing stood out to me that, you know, I think that you've got almost 13,000 followers now on LinkedIn, yeah. um, and, and I'm sure that the number is quite a bit larger than that in terms of actual impact from Energía Hoy. Yeah. Uh, I'm a follower. I really appreciated the article, which was uh, exclusive to Energía Hoy, uh, about the 120 megawatts for the metro. Yes, being provided from, uh, by CFE, CFE Calificado, no? yeah. which is, nonetheless, uh, is nothing more, nothing less than a division of CFE in some ways. Well, right?
1: yes, but all the employees, they are former, oh, well, I will not say all, but most of the employees are former CFE employees. Uh-huh. I will, I think that they take part of the cream of CFE to, to uh-huh. really make them. But they resigned to CFE.
0: Yeah, so they formed a new they, they, company. They, yeah.
1: they, they don't have any any longer. They are not employees. They lost all these benefits, yeah. all these pensions. That they so it's a have. private so company. It's not it's a related. private company. It's kind of like a private company.
0: And I, I'm I'd love to hear your perspective on the implications of this 120 megawatt contract. It's a one-year contract. Yeah. It's over a billion pesos in value. Yeah. And uh, and for me, it seems a, it sends a strong signal. To the market on what uh, what expectations the market well, is seeing. Yes, right? when
1: the energy reform started, people wa- wanted to sell fifteen to twenty-year PPAs. Right. Of course, it didn't happen. Then they went to five, and now they are between three. One year is too short. Yeah. But of course, you know the uh, CFE calificados has uh, yeah. the name and the flexibility. They know that if they lose this one hundred. Megawatts this year, they will find. And I think that they're already at 170. So they have kept on adding, not as uh, notorious or publicized as. Right. The, uh, but, uh, now, they
0: mench- you mentioned in the article uh, the director from CFE Calificado uh, was making a difference between variable price and fixed price. Yeah. And obviously, it made more sense for public entities to do ver- a fixed price contract. Is there anything, any sort of uh, expansion on that topic that you'd like to offer? Well, I, I think that
1: it, it depends a lot on how important is electricity cost. Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example. A big group, they said, well, we want to build our own uh, photovoltaic park, eolic park. Of course, they're into the food business, right? And uh, and uh, co- coffee shops and. Say so why don't you build coffee machines? It seems to be a lot closer to your yeah. field. Or why don't you make plastic cups or uh, paper cups? I don't know why. It's this uh, idea that you can do energy or you yeah. can create energy. Yeah. So it's so far away. And I, I'm actually consulting a number of companies that they had already done the investment right. without any careful planning. And in one of them, it's it's a. It gets tough because they all had already spent several amount of millions of dollars, and you're going to tell, them. we need to start from zero. Yeah. We need a business plan, so they actually do it without a business plan, investing eight, ten, twelve million dollars, and now that that's a big amount of money, especially if they're going to be assets that you're not going to use. Yeah. So it's. Uh, so, it's going to take time.
0: Yeah, obviously solar was a big winner. Yeah. In uh, in the subastas, uh, how, how, what do you think is the uns, unspoken, unseen uh, skeleton in the closet right now for the solar projects to actually uh, meet the obligation? cumplir con la con la, con lo que ganaron? I think
1: I think that, and I wrote an article on that. That uh, a lot of these people, you know, the market was. Uh, it's very hot, so CFE is going to buy this big amount of energy. So they they bid without having the land, right. the land, yeah. the permits, the environmental permits, the archaeological permits, and then you have all this social unrest. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I said it's, it's going to be very difficult. Part of that sign is that Enel, that was one of the big winners, is already selling that, the right. the assets. Yeah. So if they will be so profitable. Why they sh- will sell them, especially if they are renewables, is nothing like it's not. Uh, but uh, it's, it's part of the of the problem. The prices were so low, and also I didn't like the prices that they were so low because then customers they say, "Oh, I would like to buy electricity at this price," right. and they forget about you know the, the transmission, <laughs> distribution, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, investments that you need to Little do. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's I really don't think that is beneficial that the prices are so low yeah
0: so one of the fun uh topics that i've been following uh one of your particular areas to poke uh over the last few months is the new administration in Mm -hmm. the united states Uh, i I loved your your article shortly after trump was elected and then a follow-up article a doses of reality the month that he was going to be sworn in would you care to share a little of your doses of reality yeah well actually I,
1: i really you know, the, the article was extremely well-read because the, sure. the title was catchy, you know. Are we such a small thing or such right. a… Somos so, uh, tan poca cosa, no? A poco yeah. somos tan poca cosa. So. See, see, see. But uh, that, that's uh, point number one. Point number yeah. two, I, believe in, uh, I have not lived in the United States, but I have visited all the states with the exception of the Dakotas and Hawaii basically in business, a lot in, 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 uh, in business and in, uh, also in vacations, but since I sold electrical equipment, I really go to the deep America. Right. So so my, my friends hate me because I said Trump is going to win. Yeah. No, uh-huh. because I said, you don't know United States, because United States you knows gallery in Houston or <laughs> Brickell Avenue in Miami. No, this is yeah. not United States. No, not. You need, really need to go to the deep America. To find out what they are thinking, what is hurting them, no, and, and I understand them, no. Yeah, I, 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 And of course the, the, the guy is obnoxious, but also people forget about Hillary that it was not very well liked. Not very popular. My partner in, in Milwaukee, he's a extremely reasonable man. No, it's a, we have a a, a Mexican working there, and unfortunately died, and he behaved better than a Latin will do you know, taking care of the family. You know, he was top-notch. So that, that's when I decided I, I could get a partnership with, with Gary. And he voted for Trump. And of course, he never told me, but, yeah. but I... And I don't talk politics, especially with partners, you No, know? it's It's a perfect recipe to have a, a tragedy or a, a, a stupid fight. Right. But the other question that I always ask, you know, is is United States-Venezuela and of course, the answer is no. So why Trump is going to do whatever he pleases? <laughs> no, it's because it seems that the guy is uh, unbeatable, and you know he's already he's already facing reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, I guess the question uh, to wrap up is whether the Trump administration will have any effect at all on uh, the growth of renewables uh, actually, in particular. I
1: really, you know, the other day, of course. I, I, what I think is that the effect that I can have it can, will be very beneficial, and let me explain you. If We will renegotiate the, the, t- no. the TLC, uh-huh. and, and, I, and in the TLC, I'm pretty sure that the Trump administration will force that the unions in Mexico become not so powerful so the workers can earn more money okay. and, you know, th- they, they come to a, to a higher, to yep. higher level of... of uh, so, so I think that it's going to be very, very good. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely positive.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Hey, Santiago, I really appreciate oh, your time, my, sir. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Wow, look at that. We're already done with another episode. Hey, I mentioned before this episode's brought to you in collaboration with Solar Plaza. Get over to www.mysuncast.com forward slash plaza for details on the unlocking Solar Capital LATAM event in Miami coming up June 15th and 16th. Don't forget the 10% discount code. 10%, I mean, that's a meal in Miami, or at least an appetizer. So go use Suncast at checkout. Grab your 10%. I'll see you in Miami. That's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors, and you're now well-armed for battle. Hopefully, you'll take away some great tools for your own success. I'd love it if you'd share what you learned or share the episode over on LinkedIn. Let me know what other tools you need. If you want to sharpen the axe a little bit more, I've shared some of the resources we discussed in today's conversation over at mysuncast.com. Just click on the latest episode link in the title bar. Perhaps the best tool in your arsenal might be subscribing to the mailing list while you're there so that you'll get an email from yours truly when new content is available. Have a suggestion for someone you think should join the conversation? Email me, nico at mysuncast.com. Or shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Hey, that's it. Thanks for being here. Until next time, stay informed, my friend, and stay tuned.